0: For pretty much the rest of the perak, we're going to see a machlikas between Beshamay and Bes Hillel recur again and again. And that machlikas is regarding one's property, performing forbidden work on Shabbos when it is not being done by the person himself. Now, everybody agrees that just like a person is not allowed to do malacha on Shabbos, he cannot do any of the forbidden forms of work on Shabbos, the same applies to his animal. The Torah explicitly says that on Shabbos, your animals will rest, and that is known as shvisas Behemtai, the fact that one's animal also has to rest on Shabbos. However, when it comes to Shavisas kalim, which is the rest of one's utensils and objects which he owns, whether they can be doing malacha on Shabbos, So that is a machlaik between Bishamai and Bishilel. And according to Bishamai, Shvizah's Kalim is no different to Shvizah's behentai, and therefore one's objects cannot be for performing Melacha on Shabbos either. Bisham, I mean I say, in the the yoi, when we not soak ink or the ingredients which make ink, the name or the ingredients which make dye, what they would do is they would add water to these things and then leave them for a number of hours until the water was totally absorbed in these ingredients and it became like one substance. So the mission is saying one cannot do that on of Shabbos and then leave it like that for Shabbos itself, since for the ingredients and the water to be combining together and for the water to be absorbed into the ingredients that is part of the category of the malacha called leisha Lishot is kneading, and just like when one makes dough, he adds water to flour and then mixes them together so so that it becomes one substance, one dough. So too, a very similar thing is occurring over here with the dyes, even though he himself is not mixing the water together with the dye. Nevertheless, that is what is happening when you leave it for so many hours, and although you are not doing anything, the ingredients in the water are in a bowl, and it's as if the bowl is causing that to happen. The bowl is holding these things in which a malacha is going on. And since we Shammah holds that shavisas kelim de'iraisa, that the Torah prohibits one to allow his objects to be doing malacha on Shabbos, in the same way as his animals and he cannot do malacha. So therefore that is forbidden, v'charshinim, One also cannot add water to karshinim, which is a type of legume, some sort of bean which is animal food, but before it was fed to animals it was mixed with water, and then the water would be absorbed in it and it would get much softer. So, once again, that is similar to kneading, and therefore it's forbidden, unless all of the water will be soaked and absorbed into these ingredients before Shabbos, while it is still day, only then would it be permitted, and then you could leave it like that for Shabbos as well, since the kneading has been done. On the other hand of Esau but it still will allow you to do this even right before Shabbos, since as long as you're not doing it yourself on Shabbos, it would be permitted. Now the Mephoshim note that according to Shamai, that none of one's possessions can be doing Malachah on Shabbos, surely you shouldn't be able to light candles just before Shabbos. Because that would mean that the candlesticks, or the wick, would be lighting a fire, would be keeping a fire going. And the answer is indeed that should be forbidden. The only reason why it is permitted, and the only way that it can be permitted, is that once you light the candles, the candles become ownerless, and you no longer are considered the owners of the candles. So then it's no longer considered your possession, and so it can be doing melachah on Shabbos. Although you caused it to happen, it's no longer yours, and therefore it would be permitted even according to a Shammai. Dalad, further examples. say, A unen One cannot place bundles of flax, into an oven. This was often part of the processing of flax into linen. And when it was put into the oven, it was heated up a lot until it whitened. And again, to whiten something on Shabbos is forbidden. And say, although you're not doing it yourself, you cannot allow your oven to do it. Unless it's in the oven for enough time before Shabbos, whilst it is still daytime, for it to have heated up and already started to turn white. Similarly, one cannot add wool to a dyeing vat. That's where wool is dyed, unless there's enough time before Shabbos for the colour to take hold and be absorbed in the wool. And once that's happened, you can leave it in the vat even on Shabbos, since the malocha of dying has already occurred. But once again, Rishul Matiri permit this, since they do not hold of the concept of Shvisas Keilim. And the Mishnah gives another example, Beisham Omen Beisham Issein, Postum Mitzvah's and we not spread out traps for wild animals or birds or fish, he cannot do so before Shabbos, unless there's enough time for the animals to be trapped while it's still daytime. Before Shabbos has come in, and we're talking about where there are lots of animals in the area, and so you can be sure that an animal will be trapped there very soon. So even if you find it, let's say, the next day when you come on Shabbos morning, you can be sure that it was trapped before Shabbos, because there are so many animals around that they would get trapped very quickly after the trap is set up. And as well as this, you can't set up too many traps because then you can no longer be so sure that all of the animals were trapped there before Shabbos came in. Unless, of course, you checked just before Shabbos came in. It was still material, but once again, this will permit this totally, since you're not the one doing the melacha on Shabbos, and therefore it is permitted. Mishnah: This mishnah is not to do the machlekes of shvisas kalim, although later on in the Peric we will return to that machlekes. Now, in general, just like it's forbidden for you to do a melacha on Shabbos, it is also forbidden for you to tell a non-Jew to do it for you. And we're going to see in this mishnah a couple of precautions, a couple of decrees which were made so that it does not appear that a non-Jew is doing something for the Jew. B'Shamayim and say, In Molchan al one cannot sell something to a non-Jew, one cannot help him to load his donkey, and one cannot put things on the non-Jew's shoulders, and this talking about before Shabbos, unless there is enough time before Shabbos comes in, for the non-Jew to reach a nearby place. And the reason for this is because B'Shamayim are concerned, that people might think that really the non-Jew is doing it on behalf of the Jew, that the Jew asked him to do this for him, and since it's generally forbidden for a Jew to carry on Shabbos, it will seem like the non-Jew is carrying for the Jew on Shabbos. The Jew's items. So to prevent people thinking that, you can't do this so close to Shabbos. However, the Selamatirin, B'shil will permit this, because according to this Hillel, people will realise that those items do not belong to the Jew, rather they belong to the non-Jew, and therefore Bishil Hill say that you can help the non-Jew, and you can sell something to him, as long as all of this occurs before Shabbos. Now Bishil Hill agree that you cannot do this if the non-Jew is going to leave your house once Shabbos has come in, because then it will look like he sold the non-Jew something on Shabbos itself, which is forbidden, and therefore even according to Hillel, the non-Jew has to leave his house before Shabbos comes in. Mishnah Bisham I say, a Oyus one cannot give animal hide, its animal skins to a non-Jewish tanner, that's somebody who turns the skins into leather, and similarly one cannot give, like, kalim, one cannot give his clothes, nochri, to a non-Jew who washes them, unless there is enough time whilst it is still day, before Shabbos comes in, that they'll be able to turn it into leather, and they'll be able to wash the clothes. Now, but shall I agree that it's okay for the non-Jew to turn it into leather, or to wash the clothes on Shabbos itself. As long as they could have done it before Shabbos, so it's the non-Jew's choice to do it on Shabbos. But that's not a result of your doing. It's not like telling a non-Jew to do malacha for you on Shabbos, since you gave it to him with enough time to do it before Shabbos. Now, once again, with a chulon, in all of these cases, Bez Hillel Matirin, Bez permit you to do this in Mashemesh, which literally means in the sun, meaning right before sunset. In this case, you'd be able to give it to a non-Jew right before sunset. And also in the previous cases, you'd be able to put the wool, into the dying vat, for example, all of that you could do right before Shabbos comes in, because as soon as you put it in, you're no longer involved. It's the vat which is doing the malacha, or it's the oven which is doing the malacha, and that is permitted according to Beis Hillel.